Year after year, one of the most consistent items on my do something list is to have fun with fashion. Exploring my personal style has added more joy to my everyday life and helped me feel more like myself on the regular. However, I have found that there are some brands I would love to explore more, but they are out of my typical price range. Or there's the it item that I would love to try out, but without the commitment of keeping it. Enter Armoire. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, you can build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new to you styles. I just did my quiz and have selected a few dresses for the summer from Bowdoin, one of my favorite brands that I can't typically afford. And I also got a double-breasted black blazer from a new-to-me designer, a classic item that I have been on the hunt for but too scared to commit to until I know it's the one. For you expecting mamas, for those who are working or those who are style-obsessed, who want to switch out your wardrobe with quality pieces without the designer prices, check out this woman-owned company that has your style and your sustainability in mind. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash progress. That's armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash progress to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to About Progress. I'm Monica Packer, a regular mom and recovering perfectionist who uncovered the truest model to dramatic but lasting personal growth. It's progress made practical. Join us to leave the extremes behind and instead learn how to do something to grow in ways that stick. Do you find yourself regretting some failures that you've had with your habits? What if you found out the truth about how you were set up to fail? Take my free class to learn more called the number one reason why women must do habits differently by going to aboutprogress.com slash habit class. I want to apologize in advance because I might break into song just a few times in this episode because I can't cover this topic without this initial song in my mind. Regrets. I've had a few. That was my terrible impersonation of Frank Sinatra. But alas, I'm not allowed to play the song my way because of royalties. (laughs) It would be illegal. I don't want to get sued. So you got my crummy voice instead. Today, we are going to talk about regrets, and I want to dig into this by first admitting that I have a big pet peeve about how I hear people talk about regrets. And this is more just like 
public kind of people. As an avid podcast listener, I also love good documentaries. And one of my weird things is I love to study interviews, like how an interviewer interviews someone uh, so I can learn from their craft. Anyway, in all these three areas, I've I've had uh, one of these pet peeves crop up for me where the interviewer asks the person who's being interviewed some form of this question. What do you regret? And the answer that makes me so mad is when they say, I don't have regrets. Now, I personally feel that you have not fully lived if you do not have regrets. I can acknowledge that many people answer, I don't have regrets, or I don't believe in regrets because they like to see their missteps as opportunities to learn. And that's great. I can I can definitely value that. I think most of the time, though, there's like this undercurrent of fear of failure going on. However, I think most of us, if we were being very honest with ourselves, have regrets. And sometimes we have many of them. Regrets aren't just about missteps and mistakes and failures from our past. Regrets are the kind of missteps, mistakes, and failures that if we were to go back in time, we would indeed change them. What regrets do you have that come to mind right away for you? I have some that I can just snap my fingers and know. Here are some of them. I regret the way I dropped my dearest friends during my senior year because of this newer friend that I had who I thought needed me emotionally, like she was going through a hard time. But now I look back and I can see I did that more because she was part of this cool kids group, a group that I had never been accepted by in the past. I really regret that. I regret that Brad and I didn't go on board trips or solo walks and date nights before we had kids because we thought we didn't have the time or the money. I regret that I stopped regularly dancing, playing the flute, and acting after I finished high school. I regret how dysregulated I could be as a young mom with little kids who truly didn't know any better than they did. Ugh, that doesn't even feel good, right? To say out loud, I don't enjoy living in those regrets or processing them or feeling them, but they're totally there. This is one of the reasons why I want to bring it up, because regrets and their impact still come up for me as a full grown woman, and they come up for my, my, my clients too, a lot. And there's actually something else too that happened to me recently that made me think about how we need to be a little bit more careful about how we handle our regrets. When I was 33 weeks pregnant back in December, I fell down a flight of stairs. It was on my own accord. I was going down a flight of very slippery wooden stairs, attempting to carry a laundry basket and a vacuum at the same time. So talk about regrets. I definitely regret that. Anyway, I broke my finger and I broke it bad enough that I needed to you know, wear a splint. I went to the labor and delivery and all that good stuff and had the x-ray. And they said it would heal okay, just heal crooked, which I was fine with because I wanted to avoid surgery. But two weeks later, I accidentally hit that finger really hard on a metal shelf while I was taking something down. The splint was on, but it hurt bad enough. I was like, oh, I think I just rebroke it. And then a couple hours later, I took the splint off 
because ironically, I was washing the wood floors I originally slipped on because the next day we were getting a rug runner installed on those stairs to prevent people slipping. And as I was washing one of those stairs, my cute little then four-year-old accidentally stomped on that finger on his way down the stairs. I went back to the orthopedic surgeon and said, hello there. I think my finger is worse now. And they did another x-ray and they said, yes, it is. You need surgery. I had to do the surgery at 37 weeks pregnant by that point, And I had to do it without going under. It was not fun. Now, the reason I'm telling the story is not because I'm trying to pat myself on the back for making it through all that horribleness, but by the way, it was horrible. And having two pins sticking out of my finger while I tried to nurse a new baby was really hard. I am telling the story because of what came after. I went through my recovery like a champ. I did everything they told me to. I I was really careful. I treated this as as carefully as I treated my newborn baby. This finger was another newborn baby. And I finally got those pins taken out. They told me to come back a few weeks later after some more healing, did that. And it was great. They were like, yep, your finger is now officially healed. But there was one problem. My finger was not bending at all. Like it was stiff as a board and there was no move. And I thought after having surgery, I was doing that so I could then play the piano and the flute and do the things around the house that I wanted to do. Like kneading bread is actually kind of hard with a finger that's not working. And I said, oh, that's because you have scar tissue. And then he pointed at the x-ray and showed me that scar tissue and just how thick and gnarly it was. And now the past two months, I've been trying to work on that scar tissue. And my friends, it is incredibly uncomfortable. I have a one-then pairing with this. A one-then pairing is a way that I help teach women on how to form habits so that you don't have a dangling habit, right? When I am driving my kids around, which happens a few times a day, then I do my exercises I'm supposed to do to help this finger bend. And basically what that means is I have to force it to bend. Right now I'm doing it and I can get it to bend about two more centimeters than I could two months ago. I finally started physical therapy last week and she taught me some more exercises that I could do, of course, but I'm still astonished about how little this finger can move and how painful scar tissue is to try to move through. Hopefully I don't have to now hit you over the head with why this story matters. This scar tissue is like resentment. When we live in our regrets, when we let those regrets control a lot of how we view ourselves, how we view our capacity to choose in our lives, to show up to our lives, to live in the way that we want to, regret can be like the scar tissue. It can make it so we are limited in what we're able to do and who we're able to be. Regrets are something we all have, like I said, but they are bad when they lead to resentment and or shame. Neither of those things are helpful. So what are we supposed to do when we do have valid regrets in our lives? We have to work on the scar tissue. This means that we have to be willing to handle a certain level of discomfort For some of us, that will mean we do things like stretches and exercises to work on that scar tissue. For others, 
that may demand a full surgery of digging into these regrets and digging out what is no longer helpful about having these regrets. Now, depending on how big the regret is or how long you've had it and to what extent it's led to resentment and or shame in your life, today I want to offer four steps that I advise taking as you are working on the scar tissue of your regrets. And these four steps can apply to whatever the regret is, but also to the extent it is. So whether you're just doing exercises or you're doing a first full surgery on these regrets, these four steps apply. Step number one is to zoom out. When you notice yourself regretting something from your past, I want you to objectively get curious about this regret. Zoom out to the full bird's eye view of this regret. Most importantly, with those regrets, consider the circumstances that surrounded those regrets. How what were the circumstances and how did they influence what you regret? How were your choices maybe limited by the circumstances that you had? What did you know at the time and what did you not know at that point in your life? Zoom out, get curious and see things more objectively without shaming yourself. The second step is to then insert compassion. Now I want to point out two things here. I have shared in some growth spurts this year about some progress principles. One is to get curious and we did that and zoom out. The second is compassion. Having self-compassion is what helps us grow more over time. So this is where that comes in right now. This is when, after we've taken stock of what was really going on surrounding these regrets in, in that time, we look at our past selves and the circumstances, but we do it almost like we're seeing someone else and we're having compassion on that person. Almost look at your past self as you would a child version of yourself. And how can doing so help you see the errors and the flaws of that little person, their lack of experience, their lack of maturity, the hard circumstances they were in? And how can you choose to have compassion towards that younger person? If you're struggling with this, here's a phrase I adopt that helps me insert compassion when I'm struggling, especially when I'm struggling with the ugh feeling of when I'm thinking about some past regrets I have. I'll say to myself, I only knew what I knew when I knew it. How did you only know what you knew when you knew it? And how can embracing what you knew at the time, which is oftentimes so little, give you more compassion that you need to then move on to the two bigger and final steps to come. More on that in just a bit, but first, let's take a quick break for our sponsors. This episode is sponsored by Just Thrive, an amazing supplement company. We were so lucky to have the founder of Just Thrive on the show recently, Tina Anderson, and she told me so many things about the gut that I had no idea about. And that's even as a mom of a kid who has a lot of digestive issues. So let's share some facts here. Did you know that 80 to 90% of Americans suffer from some gut issues? And according to research, 99.9% of the probiotics on the market die in your naturally harsh stomach acid before they even get to where they're needed, even the refrigerated ones. 
In contrast, Just Thrive's probiotics provides the immune support and the energy and the better sleep and skin that you need because it has 1,000 times better survivability versus yogurt and other leading probiotics. Because again, most die on the trip to the gut. If you are ready to try these out, and by the way, it's safe for all ages, pregnant and nursing moms and kids, you can do so with 20% off of a 90-day bottle of Just Thrive Probiotic using the code PROGRESS. That's one word, all caps. A lot of customers also pair Just Thrive Probiotic with Just Calm, which is especially designed to help with stress. You can get both now. Use promo code PROGRESS for 20% off a 90-day bottle of Just Thrive Probiotic and Just Calm at justthrivehealth.com. One more time, that's the code PROGRESS for 20% off at justthrivehealth.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. So far, we've talked about zooming out and inserting compassion. Our third step is to then turn the regrets into wishes. Once we've inserted that compassion, what we do now is we can acknowledge that there were some things we honestly could have known and done better with, and there are some things that we could not have known better and done better with. Either way, I think it's helpful to, with whatever regrets we can, it's not all of them, we can see some of them more as wishes than regrets, mostly because if we were to go back with the same knowledge, the same circumstance, the same maturity and life experience behind us, we wouldn't necessarily have been able to do anything different. Let me share some examples of ones like this in my own history, where I can take the regret and turn it more into a wish because I couldn't really change much of what happened or how I dealt with it at that point in my life. One is that I wish a professional had taken my concerns more seriously than I had with my oldest child and much sooner so that we could have had more support for her. She's on the autism spectrum, if you don't know. So I wish a professional had taken my concerns more seriously, but I know I did my best to make that happen. Here's an example of when you are turning a regret into a wish, you state it as like, I wish this had happened, or I wish I had done this differently, but, and then the dot, 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 there is an acknowledgement of that compassion piece of inserting that compassion there. So let me share a few more. I wish I'd had the bandwidth to go to graduate school after graduating from college, but my mental health was unstable and I'm proud of myself for prioritizing that as much as I could. Let's do two more examples. I wish, and again, wishes instead of regret here. I wish Brad and I had had more time to date just for fun so we could have known each other even more before we had gotten married. But we had the timeline we had, and I'm grateful he's a man I married. And a final example for you. I wish I hadn't sent an old boyfriend some clipped fingernails in the mail because I thought he'd think it was funny. He didn't. (laughs) Okay. But I was young. I was immature. I never had a boyfriend before and I didn't have the foresight 
that I have now of the likelihood of me being the butt of all party stories to this day for him, I'm sure. Because honestly, that was downright freaky as heck that I did that. Okay, so regardless of what your regrets are, whether they're pretty serious or not, I hope that gives you a good example of variety there. Insert I wish instead of regret, and then a but at the end of it to acknowledge, but this is what life was like then, or but this is how I lacked the maturity, or this is what I didn't know then that I know now. Regrets can definitely be about choices we made, but we can turn regrets into wishes when those choices were really the only ones we kind of had at the time. Yeah, we would do it differently now if we were to have the same scenario now, but back then, maybe that's all we had, even if that was last week. The final step, whether or not you can turn a regret into a wish, this is what you do. You turn the regrets into lessons. I see this as pretty challenging, honestly, but it happens best if you followed at least the first two steps. And if you can't turn it into a wish, that's okay. But if you have that, that zoom out and you have the facts in front of you, and then if you have the compassion piece to it, I think you will then be able to do this the most easily, turning those regrets into lessons. Ask yourself some questions about these regrets. How do your prior mistakes show you now what really matters? How can some regrets help you pinpoint what values you want to ensure you are better prioritizing in your life right now? The relationships you want and need better, the ambitions you want to pursue. I am going to apply this example to two regrets that honestly, I did know better in the moment. I did have some choices, but I made them anyway. In fact, that's just one of the ones I'm going to share. The second is kind of a a mix of the, the last two steps here. So let's start with one where I'm like, I did know better. When I was about to graduate from high school, I promised myself that I would not be one of those people that stopped playing my musical instruments and doing the things I loved, like dancing and performing. But I didn't get into anything in college that I wanted to. I wasn't good enough to get into the musical production program that I auditioned for. I wasn't good enough to get into a more advanced band that I wanted to be in. I wasn't good enough to have the flute teacher at the college level want to work with me. And I found myself losing my desire over time to practice, to hold those up. And now I, you know, I play the piano more for my own emotional, uh, I guess when I'm trying to process things like emotional regulation. And I play the flute maybe twice a year when I'm asked to at church. And I'm disappointed in that. I'm also disappointed I don't perform in any way, right? So I'm going to walk through the couple steps. Like I can zoom out now and I can see my circumstances from back then. I, I felt insecure at that time in my life. I wasn't used to being such a huge failure. And I was also beginning to have a few years of pretty hard mental instability. And that actually went back to that dumb boyfriend who did in fact break up with me after that fingernail clipping incident. Maybe the two are related, don't know. So with those circumstances in mind, I can then insert compassion because I knew what I knew when I knew it. And that's nice to to remember and to tell myself, you only knew that when you knew it. So even though I did technically know better about the choices surrounding those important parts of my life, here's when I can go on to, I wish I hadn't. 
but here are some lessons I can learn from that. Some of those lessons include some things that I really believe in deeply now. I deeply believe in this idea that it's never too late. When I was 18 and I didn't make those programs, I thought it was too late for me to keep trying and to, I don't know, maybe try in the same capacity of trying out for those things or even just for myself or finding another way. So that's a big lesson for me. It's never too late. Also, some uh, another lesson is that failure is an important part of the process. I thought failure at that time meant that I was a failure and needed to stop something. I also learned the lesson that creativity really matters to me and that performing in some way, both creativity and performance are essential to my soul. Now, it's not like I'm going to now become a flautist in a local, uh, I don't know, band or even the symphony. It's not like I'm going to suddenly pursue a dream to go on Broadway, but I can take some grander and more generalized lessons from that regret and turn it into ways that I'm now going to do things differently now. And weirdly, I think the podcast has been a wonderful way for me to apply all those lessons. Before I officially sign off, I want to share one more. This example is kind of a combination of I did know better, but I also didn't, you know, that kind of thing. So here's the regret. And then I'm going to walk through the steps for you. I regret how dysregulated I could be as a young mom with little kids who truly didn't know any better. I shared that one at the beginning of the episode. Now, this one is admittedly still a toughie for me. It's not like I don't regret that anymore. I do. I really regret how dysregulated I could be as a young mom. So let's start with the zoom out. (sighs) The zoom out is... It was a really tough situation. I had three very small children. Brad was almost never home. We didn't have money to hire out support or help. And also I was living in a world of shoulds about whether what motherhood should look like and feel like. And I wasn't able to show up the way I wanted to because I was tired. (laughs) And I also had some special needs kids. I didn't know were special needs yet officially, right? (sighs) So there's a zoom out. And having that knowledge helps me have a little bit more compassion towards myself. Like, oh, Monica, you did know better in terms of like getting mad about spilled milk. Yeah, you did know better. Like that was a dumb thing to get mad about. But we know the circumstances and we know where you were at in your life and your maturity. So we can turn that into like, I wish. So some things I can say, I I wish I'd had more support sooner as a young mom. I wish I knew then what I know now about emotional regulation and how me as a parent, it matters more than anything else. I had a friend recently say that online, Julie Taylor, she just put that on her stories. And I was like, you know, snapping my fingers on my side of the screen. She said, I think the only skill we need to perfect as a parent is emotional regulation for ourselves. And man, she is right. And I think one other wish I could say there, I wish someone had noticed and stepped in sooner for me so that I could have been the mom I wanted to be for my first like two or three kids. So there's the wish part. And let's go into some lessons. And I shared some of that self-regulation, just how much that matters. I've also learned a sense of self as everything as a parent too, like having a strong inner support and also getting support when and how you need it, whether that's through therapy or a counselor or coaching, or even just hiring a little mommy's helper to come and, and not be as expensive as like a nanny or, or a, an older babysitter. 
And by the way, we have an episode coming next Monday. If that regret I shared with you, like how dysregulated it was, if that's something you share. So there's the final example of me walking through all those four steps. And when I, when I share these steps with you, I do want to acknowledge to you still, these are regrets still. It's not like a Pollyanna lens where you just say, life is all good. I'd never made any mistakes. And I'm really happy with every choice I've ever made my entire life. It doesn't need to be that way, but it also doesn't need to be us going down the path of resentment and shame because that's when the scar tissue comes up and that's when it builds up and that's when our hearts harden and we stay stuck. So instead, I'm going to leave you with a final little push here. We've gone through two other um, progress principles here of getting curious and using compassion. And another one that you've heard me talk about is having courage. I want you to have the courage to do this, to being willing to be in the discomfort and to dig around in the scar tissue a bit for yourself. Have the courage to do that and then have the courage to learn and then to try to implement what you learned from this, to try again, to start anew. I feel like with time, the regrets that you have and I have, they can become the wishes and lessons that we need to, with more time, be the person that we want to be. And then the best news is as you are learning to better deal with these regrets, you can look back on your life, you can own your regrets, and if someone asks you about them, you can talk about what you learned from them. And you can say, even with those regrets, I did it my way. I did try to move away from the microphone on that last little beat there, but I'm sorry if that blew out your eardrums. Oh, my friends, I hope this episode gave you the hug and kick in the pants you need to grow. Let's share the progress pointers from the episode. This is where I share the, the, the notes I took so you don't have to. Number one, we all have regrets. What we don't want is for our regrets to turn into resentment or shame. Number two, to work on this, follow these steps. Zoom out, get curious about the circumstances surrounding your regrets, insert compassion, create loving understanding about your circumstances, yourself, and your choices, turn regrets into wishes, turn regrets into lessons. Your do something challenge for this week is to choose just one regret from your past, maybe something that's a little bit less deep so you can practice with it, and then walk through those four steps. When you've done that, I would love to hear from you about how it goes. You can DM me, you can email me, and I love to spotlight from the people who do the Do Something Challenge or to just share about progress in any way. Uh, twice a month on our Ghost episodes, I spotlight a progressor. So I'd love to be able to spotlight you. Before we go, I want to remind you to get on the wait list for Finding Me Academy. Now, I have plans to launch this in the fall. And before I open up to the general public, I'm going to offer it first to the wait list. And uh, this is my coaching program that used to be called the progress program. And it's going to be expanded and deepened. And it's a beautiful combination of a community, a course and coaching for a year, because that's how long it takes to really change. I think. Thank you so much for listening. Now go and do something with what you learned today.
Speaking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.